0: welcome to elite rugby SNC podcast the best podcast talking all things rugby and strength and conditioning at elite Rugby sNC we provide athletes with strength and conditioning programs that provides you with everything you need to become a beast and take your game to the next level no matter what stage of the year or season elite rugby sNC has a program for you you can try before you buy so try a seven day seven dollar trial to get a taste of what we offer here at elite rugby sNC so take your game to the next level, become a beast, and join Elite Rugby SNC today. So, g'day, Shannon. How are you?
1: Good, thank you. How are you?
0: I'm going really well, thanks. How's the weather up there in uh, sunny Queensland? It's a bit different down here compared to Canberra.
1: Yeah, no, it's very hot. Um, I'm always putting myself into the aircon, so. <laughs> um yeah no not good oh, it's ah. good it's good weather ah. <laughs> but uh, it's too hot
0: yeah it does get pretty warm up there and in, in Canberra at the moment it's quite windy and it was a bit cold yesterday so um, I'm, I'm not too sure if you're a fan of the all, all four seasons or you know you like the hot more than the winter or anything like that
1: oh, I'm pretty easy going I do like the like hot and then I like cold um so yeah it's, it's whatever, but it, Both comes with as um you know like ups and downs, Mm. like when it's too hot, like I can't last long.
0: Yeah, and it would make footy training so much harder as well. Being in being out in that heat, you have a training early in the morning or pretty late in the afternoon. I would say slash night.
1: Um, for me, it's during the day. Yeah. Uh, So I got to train real soon because I do like the hours in the morning. Unless I get up at like four, I'm not gonna get up at four Mm. (laughs) because I get home at ten. I finished my second shift so I have to do it throughout the day but um, I'm not doing it alone. I do it with my brother so it's not too bad I guess.
0: So he tries and keeps up with you? Is that how training works?
1: Yeah. Uh, I think it's a bit of both like there's some things that he's really good at and there's some things I'm really good at so I'm just glad that I'm not doing it alone mm. um, or else I don't think I'd be pushing myself just like as hard um, but I always try to look at the positive things and say, like, at least I'm getting it done. Mm. But, you know, there's a standard that you have to meet and I I do want to do better. Um, But that's, you know, that's where he pushes me and he's like, run faster, (laughs) like keep going, add another one on. Mm. And I'm like.
0: uh, Yeah, it does take a sort of unique person to really stay motivated by themselves. But if you're training with that, you know, training partner or, you know, a group of your teammates or just a group of people in general, does make it a lot easier and you keep each other accountable as well
1: yeah um it's definitely challenging that's for sure but um i know what i want to get out of it so i'm Mm -hmm. just like oh it's all right you know and it's real evident that hard work does pay off um Mm -hmm. but also just trying to find enjoyment within it as well uh whatever that may look like i don't know just grab a bigger bottle of water Mm. (laughs) you know wait for that rest time and you know, drink as much as you can and then go again. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, sometimes I love it. And when I don't train, then I'm like, oh,
0: I feel more like shit. Mm. You don't, you, like, you. it's one of those things you may skip a training session or, like, you're just not feeling that that day and you don't train. You're like, damn, I should have trained. And then those days when you are yeah. not feeling the best and you do train, you're like, wow, I'm, I'm I was happy that I trained today and got it done because, If I didn't, I'd be taking a backward step instead of uh, taking a step in the right direction.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like, I'm like, oh, I've earned this sleep. Mm. Uh, But if I don't, then it's just like, oh. I don't know. I'm pretty good, like, mental-wise. I'm not saying, like, if I don't train, I can't eat a specific thing Mm. Um, because I love eating. Um, (laughs) No, it's good. I think it's just trying to balance it, Um, you know, work and then training and then, like, family time. Um, that's probably like my main thing is just balancing things and making sure that I have a bit of me time, whatever that may look like. Um, mm. It's just feeling refreshed for everything, and that's something I've kind of like struggled recently, um, just with the you know work. Like I don't mind the morning shift, but then at night time after I train, I just I just really want to rest. Um, but then I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm real grateful for life and um, Ben, who I look after, uh, he just makes me you know real grateful and. I actually enjoy what I do, um, but me personally, I just want to give a hundred percent always. Mm-hmm. And so it is a bit challenging. And then by the time I get to work, I'm like, oh yeah, it's fine. But it's just a lead up going back mm. to work. I'm like, man, I just, I just kind of want like an hour to chill. Mm. Whereas like if, I, if, if I'm not doing rugby, I'm doing work. Then if I'm not doing work, I'm doing rugby. And then it's like kind of like a fine line between what else I can fit in. Um, and that, that's been a bit hard. So it's like really like a a big dedication and commitment that I have to set to and then not fall off or not try and make excuses to like find another path to work around things. But um, it is what it is. Like my work's real good to me. Um, and then 40 brings a lot of good opportunities. So I'm still winning. and um, But it's like, it's good. There's, you know, when you get good things out of it, you have to make certain sacrifices and, um. Yeah, it's just a bit hard when you know. Sometimes I want to catch up with my friends, but I can't because I'm like tired. Mm. So mm. I take those little bit of times, so or I just send a message, um, just to show that I'm like still here and you know still connected to them. But they they normally understand where I'm coming from. But it's just nice to have a mm. bit of time
0: away. Hundred percent. It's, it's definitely a theme that you <clears> know talking <throat> to coaches, athletes is finding that me time, and it is hard when rugby isn't your main profession and you do have to support yourself outside of rugby. So you really have to make sure that your schedule is down packed so you can, you know, schedule in some me time, you know, and just even if it's half an hour of just one day, it's just something doing, doing something that you enjoy, do it, you know, Um, for all athletes out there doing you know doing that just make sure you've got a good schedule and find some time for yourself but also like you said find some time for your family and friends because those are the ones that you want to stay connected with and when times are good and bad you definitely want them in your corner as well
1: yeah um, definitely it's it's just yeah just going through the motions and um, taking it day by day um, taking one thing at a time and not just expecting so much throughout the year. Um, but that's where I would start off—is just taking one thing at a time. Because it's—I'm a big dreamer. Like I, I love to dream about a lot of things, and I like to do everything really big. So I like my imagination. I like once I like something, I want to do more of it. And um, but it's just like taking a step back, breathing allowing what's you know my priorities and what I need to do in order to get you know where I want to go um but no it's been a lot better this time around I've finally moved back home with my family like I haven't done that in years I've always moved around for rugby um so it's a blessing as well like I get to come home and see my brother's kids and um you know they look at me as like I'm their favourite cartoon character, like they're so happy. They give me a hug all the time and it's those little things that really matter to me Um, and I guess just being able to train with my brother and, um, you know, seeing mum at work, like I haven't done that for years. Um, Since I was a little girl, I was always moving around for rugby and I had to go but now that, um, you know, I've achieved, um, you know, a few things in rugby and now I'm just like I, I made it a priority and a goal um to make up for lost time with my family Mm -hmm. um and and that's became like a big a big statement for me this year and moving forward as well um I know that I'll be a lot happier being around them um it can come in both ways you know like the good Mm -hmm. and bad um but no I feel
0: a lot better
1: knowing that I get to come home to my family
0: that's um, awesome. I'm really excited to see what this year holds for you, you know, having all that support network yeah. right there with you. Um, I only think it's going to improve your game.
1: Yeah. Um, it's crazy because, you know, my brother's like, oh, you know, last year was like crazy and then this year you've really got to step it up. But I I just want to stay true to myself and mm. be calm and, um, you know, nail the little one percenters that I can do um, to better my game, but also just, just enjoying it. Um, mm like taking it all in, not putting that unnecessary pressure on myself. Um, and, no, it, it definitely will feel like my belly for the season, uh, you know. Um, like even the little things I like bring my mum to see my trainings, or, you know, having my family at the home games or, you know, more of seeing, like letting them into my rugby life because um, for a, a long time um, they weren't, I was kind of like, they were like, oh, how come you didn't let us know that you made this team. And I was like, oh, no, I just didn't want the pressure. Mm. Um, and it was a lot easier to like, but I didn't know that, you know, blocking them out was you know a bad thing. But I guess it was just to protect my emotions and how I was feeling and, you know, the sacrifices you had to make to get there. Um, but now it's it's beautiful. It's like I get to share it with them and then I get mm. to understand. And the, now they're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, actually just rest or mm. like, a couple of weeks ago, we went, to, we went to touch and I rolled my ankle. My brother's like, oh, yeah, get in the car. We'll to go. Like, it's the little things, you know, just um, you now they're starting to understand, like, why I need, like, downtime uh, for my mental or when I need to recover. Um, but, yeah, I went to a recovery center. My brother's like, I've never done ice baths before. And I was like, well, it's good. I, I love it. It's really good for my body. And it's just like, this is crazy why would I want to get cold and then he loved it like after that one session he was just like nah my legs actually felt really good and I was like yeah see but um at the same time it's been an influence for my um uh, you know family as well and I guess um just doing better with you know with whatever they want to do in their life um you know it's not always the good things that you know they only see the good things but um yeah my brother said wow it's a lot of hard work behind the scenes so, yeah he was like well now you got to push more <laughs> and i was like oh, okay yeah so it's good to have their support around you
0: now. yeah it's cool to, to allow them to to see the behind the scenes and what it does to, yeah. to be a professional rugby athlete and just a professional athlete in general as well so um, i'm glad that's happening for you and um, just like i said it's going to be an exciting year for you and your family you know e- even if things go really well or they don't go well at least you've taken a step in the right direction and allowing your family to see all sides of rugby and you and just be there for you you know and you be there for them as well
1: yeah I reckon that's going to be the beautiful thing um no matter what you know injuries and stuff um play a role in you know rugby and I know that comes with it as well so um yeah I think I'm I'm definitely mentally and physically prepared for uh this season um I know for sure that how you look after your body is how your body will look after you. Mm. Um, and, you know, you can get real unfortunate. Uh, I've had that happen to me. So, um, yeah, it's it's all a part of it, um, the journey mm. and how to overcome it and stuff. So, um, no, it's exciting, but I'm also nervous as well. Uh, mm. You know, that, that plays a massive thing in my mind, but um, I can't let it control me. So, mm. That's the way I get around the girls, the girls get around me, and then just being there for each other, because everyone, anyone can go through it, and uh, tomorrow's never promised, so you never know what's actually going to happen.
0: 100%. So, growing up as a young girl, what sports did you play, and how did you end up playing rugby?
1: Uh, I played hockey when I was a little girl,
0: Um, and then
1: I moved into, I played one union game in the Intermediate in New Zealand, but... Yeah, I, it was only one game, so like a tournament. Um, but mainly in high school, I played volleyball um, and I loved it and played a bit of netball. And then um, we had a sevens comp uh, in high school uh, for the Reds. There was the trials and I got sent to it. Um, and yeah, and then I made the next stage and then I was a part of the academy for a bit and then... I had no idea what I was doing. I've <laughs> never played seven before, and then I was in that system for a little bit, um, and that's when I started to learn, like, you know, the skill set of things. And then I actually started playing rugby league first. Um, my best friend took me down to Gooden Eagles football club, and then she was like, oh, I want to go training, and then I was like, okay, I'll come. And then she was like, oh, yeah, do you want to play this weekend? And I was like okay and then i just remembered my coach saying when you get the ball just run it um and when you don't have the ball just tackle and i was like
0: hopefully okay. they t- told you which way to run you know and not running the opposite way
1: <laughs> yeah no i don't know i was just uh,
0: like you know just looking and then i was like
1: yeah. oh okay and then my brother will be like you know t- t- told me a little um few things before i played he was just like real unsure hey he was like I don't know you know but um okay he was like yeah you know just telling me the little basics and then I just did that and then ended up falling in love with it
0: Mm, no that's awesome it's always interesting to hear people's stories of what sports they started out in New Zealand uh, hockey is quite uh, popular over there the field hockey so did you ever think like you were like too aggressive for hockey or anything like that and you came over to rugby and found that you could express that aggression or we or did Uh, you get to rugby and like what can I I can tackle people like what's what's going on there
1: um hockey I think I was just hitting everyone's shins um (laughs) like saying like that's when I was like a really little girl um but I enjoyed it um when I came to rugby it's such a crazy emotion to feel because I don't know. My brother just said he ended up really being like, really good, like from the start. He was just like, oh, you know what? Maybe I can train him. Um, I just always like swing my arm in tackles. Uh, and then he was just like, I don't think he can do that. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Um, I, I really don't know how to explain it. I just loved it. And I think it was okay to be like aggressive, but um, off the field, I'm not really an aggressive person. Like I I don't really deal with negativity well. I like to be more positive. Um, So, yeah, I'm a different Shannon on the field Mm. compared to like off the field. So, yeah.
0: Okay. So the Shannon on the field you don't want to mess with? Um, and and you probably probably don't want to mess with Shannon off the field ever uh, either so yeah that's that's really cool that you can sort of express yourself differently out there on the field and you know just be you and then um when you're off the field you can focus more on the the positive side of life and just um you know just just go with the flow as well
1: yeah um it's different but it's like it's like a hall pass to be aggressive like on the field and it's just crazy and sometimes I'm like why am I like that? Mm. But it's a good, it's a good, it's a good aggression. Um because everyone else is so competitive and I'm I, I can tell that I know that I'm competitive as well. And I'm just mm. like, and it's more of a respect thing. Like she give, you know, your opposition's always gonna give you a hundred percent. And I, I wanna give like the hundred and two percent. I'm like, mm. like this is cool. Like we're we're giving it to each other and um I like that. Mm. You know, I wouldn't expect anyone to go on the field and be like, "Oh, let's just play passes."
0: Yeah, true. It's always interesting when you do sort of, you know, you you you're taking a hit up and you bust through the tackle, and you're like, "Oh, was was that it? Like, is that all you're gonna give me, or it's vice versa? They smack you, and you're like." shit i'm gonna to have to run a bit harder or run a bit smarter as well so it's always interesting when both of those sort of situations come about because you're like come on hit me like i'm running pretty hard at you i want i need you to hit me here because just like you said it's sort of that weird respect thing that we got out there on the field like we want to hit each other hard but um, that's that's where it ends, and we move on to the next play. And once the whistle blows, we're friends, or we we're, we're not. There's no bad blood against anyone. It's just good game, mate. Uh, thanks for playing against me, and thanks for you know going hard because I didn't want you to go like yeah, soft, so cool. competitive out there and and go hard against me.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I always do like coming with that as um, good sportsmanship as well. Um, like <clears throat> over the years, I have taught like discipline, and I'm real grateful for that because. You know, I never want to be that player that – because I know I can, you know, tackle, and but it's those extra little things that you can do to really, you know, piss off another player. But um, my one's just more like keep going at it, like repeat efforts kind of thing. And I show it in another way instead of being, you know, like a grub. Mm. Well, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I might be a grub a couple of times. But
0: uh, <laughs> I think we need um, to ask a few teammates or opposition yeah. players about
1: that. <laughs> yeah i think the more i play i'm like "Mm, i can get away with it but uh yeah no i love it um it's good i never look at it as like you know kind of like a beef it's more like all right bring it um Mm. and then after the field it's just i I don't actually remember the game after the field so i'm more like oh it's done i can breathe now
0: Mm. well you just you, you just want to remember the good the good things not not the bad things
1: yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) definitely I can I can already hear my brother from the sideline
0: like I'm not coming to you after the game I know
1: I know no I I do say that I'm like yeah it's all right he's like oh famous
0: titles I'm like like, well you come out here and tackle them you know no I I
1: do say that
0: (laughs) Yeah, uh, that's awesome. So the last 12 months of rugby has sort of been crazy for you because you played in two NRLW seasons, you played in State of Origin, played for the Jularoos, won a World Cup and also played for the Morty All-Stars in New Zealand as well. That last month, like, uh, like it's just been crazy and we're sort of just going to dissect that last 12 months, you know. And last month, you did have that, like I said, you had that opportunity to play for the Maldi All-Stars in New Zealand, you know, for it's been a while since you did play in New Zealand. So... What was that experience like um playing in front of a you know your your home crowd in a country that you're born in
1: Well it was an overwhelming feeling like I couldn't even control how I felt like I, I was kind of like lost in my, my like emotions um my old man is buried back at home so I was able to go and see him throughout the week And then being able to, you know, go out into the community and see, like, how much lives we impact by just, I don't know, giving a smile, you know, writing signatures. And they just, like, to them it was like Christmas. Um, So to be able to give back to, you know, your community or, you know, country, um, it was honestly just, like, a blessing um, to me. It really opened my eyes because I know that when I was a little girl I used to be them. Um, So just to show, like the little things that you can do for kids or even adults or like families um, and being a proud moldy woman um, to exceed at that level and, you know, to achieve, you know, something uh, so great. Uh, it's awesome. Um, you know, I used to get so nervous about, you know, signing things. i like, I don't really know who I am, but uh, okay. And um, But then until I, you know, experienced it myself, I remember I went to a nipple game when I was a little girl and I went to like a Pulse vs. Magics or, yeah, game. And I asked this lady to sign, you know, the, the photos that we had, but I had no idea who she was, but I would go to my friends and be like, oh, my gosh, I got a signature from her. Or I went to this game and it was the best experience of my life. Like when I was that little girl, um, so, yeah, and then just to embrace our culture with the Indigenous side, um, that was also beautiful as well. You know, it's hard, um, you know, keeping your culture alive when you're when I'm over here in Australia. Um, I could say that I don't put enough effort as, as I would do if I lived in New Zealand. Um, but every time I go back, I, I learn more and more. And I don't get judged with the amount of knowledge that I know, um, and instead, it's just everyone educating everyone, um, and the similarities that we have um, with the indigenous uh, family is is surprising as well, and it's cool how we can connect on, um, you know, through all of our differences, but um, like we're so united, um, and everything's so relatable and. Um, It's amazing to, you know, just showcase our cultures and um, be proud because a big thing is being um, shameful of, like, your heritage. Um, And there's always good and bad sides to every heritage, but um, it was just good for those that are shameful, um, that don't know much about their culture, to come out and, be okay with who they are and their identity. So um, it was a huge week for me um, and I loved it. And I was able to captain it with my friend Sahara. So mm. it was it was amazing.
0: That's awesome. I think that's the great thing about rugby is it brings people together. And when the NRL or the ARU does these initiatives of, you know, the All-Star Game or its Indigenous Round, um, the build-up to it is really special because you do get to learn more about people's cultures um, we have rugby union it's more embracing the Polynesian community because there's so many um, different athletes come to your team to play. And it's really cool to understand that. And then, you know, just in Australia, learning more about the indigenous um, people, like it's, it's really cool to see what rugby union is doing and sort of leading the way in that area of, of bridging that sort of gap. But it seems like the NRL is doing a really good job as well. So it's just awesome that a simple sport can bring people together um of different cultures and different backgrounds
1: yeah no it is um it is becoming more aware especially for the indigenous culture as well um at world cup you know the flags got brought out um and and that was amazing uh and you know what along my years uh there's some things that i wasn't educated about um the indigenous culture and um you know you know when you like you know do a post on instagram or something uh I didn't actually know what Australia Day was and, you know, my friend actually reached out to me and educated me on it and uh, instead of judging me and, you know, she asked if I knew what it was and and I didn't and now that she's educated me, I was like, oh, thank you. Like, that's awesome and now I get to share that with those that don't know Um, because, you know, it could be so easy. Someone could be so bitter and, you know, create hatred towards you but instead she chose to educate me and, um no, it was it was beautiful to know that I've got that connection with, you know, my friends and that they're able to be honest with me. Um, and you know, they said, you know, no judgments here. Um, this this is just you know, how I feel and um I, I want to be surrounded by people that you know understand me and you know, that I feel comfortable with. And I said, no, I totally understand that. Um, so that that was a good thing that I, that stuck with me throughout my years and um, just being obviously more respectful when it comes to cultures because I know that if, you know, with my culture, I would, you know, I'd like to be respected in the same manner. So um, that that's what I found really um, special and um, cool, yeah.
0: man, yeah, it's awesome. I'm glad that NRL um, is continuing to do these all-star games because at one stage it was sort of a bleak, sort of affair like are we going to continue to do it like should we do it sort of in, in a certain way and I'm just glad that they've sort of got it nailed down and going to continue to do it um, well long into the future and just continue to educate people and you know bring people together um, from different cultures and yeah I think it's a great way to start the year for, for the NRL.
1: Yeah no it's a it's a beautiful thing that they've um, held and I'm just lucky to be a part of it. Mm.
0: So another big thing last year was the World Cup. The 2021 World Cup was finally played in 2022. It was sort of theme we've uh, same here in, in the rugby with the women. So you were able to play in that World Cup. You and the Jillaroos put a dominant performance on. You know, from from start to finish, it was wasn't really close at all because it just shows how you know elite um you women are in 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 the sport. It was a bit close with the New Zealand when you first played them. I think it was it was yeah. 10, eight, but. You know, you you touched them up in the, in the final, which was uh pretty good to see from, from an Aussie. Not maybe not. It was probably mixed yeah. emotions from yourself, but oh well. Um, what was it like making your debut for Australia, playing in a World Cup, and then winning a World Cup?
1: Oh, first of all, I couldn't believe that I was in the UK. Ah, <laughs> uh, like that alone was crazy. Um, but it had to be one of the like the best campaign I've ever been a part of. Um, I've been involved with many camps, and the, the like bunch of girls that got selected for the World Cup was just amazing. Um, I was like filled, like overfilled with joy and that I didn't know how to like control it. Like I was just super happy and I was posting 24-7 but it was like um, I don't always post all the time but it's not a bad thing. Like, but, like, I used to get nervous so I wouldn't post, like, you know, too early. But, man, I was posting 24-7 and I just couldn't believe, like, how much fun I was having. Um, and just, like, great, like, bunch of humans mm. um, that I was involved with. Like, I was, you know, there's sometimes where you pick your moments on, you know, there's different versions of you in different camps and different teams and stuff. And I had like, I think I evolved to like the full version of myself and I was laughing really loud and just, you know, really like myself. Um, And I didn't know how to control it, but, um, I, I learned and got inspired by the many stories that, um, throughout the ladies within the campaign, um, and we really just checked on each other, the support and like teamwork that we had within the group. It was so sincere, um, especially when it came to the final team list. Everyone knew that no matter who they named, they could get the job done. Um, but at the end of the day, we had to trust our coaches and we had to be a team. And every time the team was or change or something, those girls that were like, weren't selected for one of the games, they would go away and prepare something special from uh, for the players, from their families, like printing out photos, doing a letter, saying how great they are, or just say, um, you know, I know you could be nervous out there, but we've got you and we're here with you and your family are also supporting you. Like it was just those little nice gestures that um, got put in before the game and when you get there, it's just like, wow, look how united we were even though they weren't playing, they were, like, very selfless, um, you know, making sure that the rest of the players were, um, you know, preparing to the best that they can as well as having that support and it was genuine. It wasn't because we had to. The coaches didn't even ask the players to do that. The players did that on their own. Um, and, and that's what I felt incredible. And it was just ongoing by team bonding. Um, we didn't even have to say bye-in. It was just like, let's do this. And that, that's what I like. Like, you know, you can't always make everyone happy. But everyone was on the same page. And I could, like, and I could say that everyone would say the same thing. Um, I've been a part of cancer, be like, we need to buy-in. And it's just, you know, a few players. It's just like, but why? You know, mm. there was no why. It was just like, we're here for a reason. Um, And then going back into that first New Zealand game, I was like, don't take this team lightly. Like... Mm. We may know who the players are, but I said it's it's different, World Cup. And then we were filthy after that first game, even though we won. Um we were like, no, nah. We want to get thrasher training. Like, let's go. Um and then when we came to the finals, everyone was just like, We need to show why we're the best. Like, you know, everyone's going on about how we get business class and, you know, you know, the money arrangement and all that stuff and I was just like let's not get clouded by that let's just show on the field um and be great and not let the foot off the pedal and that's what we did right. and and like as much as I, I love New Zealand I was just like yeah like uh, we did that you know um but it, it was just other than that it was just like amazing and then I'll you know and then I forgot I was in the UK like that's how crazy it was. Like so that's how happy I was. It was amazing to be a part of. And then I come home and then I was like, Oh my gosh, I want a world out. I didn't even know how to express it. But my brother was like, I just remember when you were talking about two years ago about making he was like, I remember when you said you wanted to join the NRW team. And then you did. And then and then our next goal was like to start. And then you did, and then it's just like and then I remember saying to him, oh, I want to make the World Cup team. And he was just like, what? Like, you're crazy. And he said mm. everything that you said you did, I oh, like that I wrote down as my goals. Um, I did. He goes, I don't know how, but you write it down and then you like go for gold. <laughs> and I said, oh, because I, I want it. I want mm. to. I'm not saying that it's going to happen. Um, I just know that when the timing is right, it will happen for me. Mm. No, there's,
0: yeah. there's so many questions popping on my head from that like yeah it just shows you what happens when you know you get a really good team together and just like you said they buy into it and they do the job that they're there to do when you look back on a performance when you haven't performed you're like yeah the just the team chemistry wasn't there the culture and the buy-in wasn't there but once people have bought into it it just makes everything so much easier and they short to training with intent. They work as hard as they can, but then they also know how to goof off and have a bit of fun outside of training as well. Because if it's just too serious all the time, it's just not an environment you want to be in. You want to find that good balance between, you know, working hard and also having some good fun outside of training. So yeah, it's just awesome that everything clicked for you ladies. Um, and for anyone who's saying like, Oh, you know, the business class and all that like, that's what, that's what is is, is expected to win a world cup. You can't just be going to a two-star hotel on a shitty bus or a shitty plane. Like that's not how championships are won. Go look at any other, you know, major sporting event. They're all getting the best of the best and that's how they win. Like if we, if we were to lose that world cup, um, and you look back on our sort of preparation tour, you're like, oh, yeah, we didn't get you this. We didn't do that for you. We didn't do that. We'll figure it out next time. Well, that's just a blown opportunity gone. So you've got to make the most of it. Spend the money 100%, because yeah. you'll, you'll reap the rewards and that's what um, you're currently doing right now.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's good. Like, we're, we're, if anything, we're trying to set a standard for the rest of the teams to do for their players. Mm. And that, that's all we're setting for. It's like... And I don't think people understand, like, the, the history of what the, the Australian women's team went through. Um, you know, there's there's plenty of stories, and that's what I mean, that people don't know. But um, that's obviously, like, our job now is to acknowledge those that have played before us and, you know, be really grateful for the things that we're getting now, but also, um, you know, providing what's best for the next generation, um, our job doesn't finish here. Um, we're obviously carrying on that legacy for those that started it and didn't have anything that we have till this day, um, and that's always reminded in all the camps that we go to, and you know, just acknowledging the players that you know set the platform for us. Um, so you know, because I know I've had a one of one of our tasks were to reach out to an old player. Um, I mean, to a current, well, you know. Mm. I shouldn't say old player, Um, but, you know. A person who's just retired. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, all that. Um, Yeah, yeah, a retired player Mm -hmm. Um, and kind of get them like their story um, and really get to know them and kind of understand the history and the meaning behind the jersey. Um, And I spoke to Teresa Anderson and... I said, you know, we do raise that, um, we we need to acknowledge the players that have played before us. And she, she was very like, you know, straightforward. She's like, you know, yeah, I didn't think that that was like raised and, you know, the the game and, you know, it's hard for them to see it, um. Because it is like at the same time, you got to do your own job, you got to learn the values, or you got to create values within your team. So it is a lot. It's not saying that um, it's forgotten, but that's, you know, some of the players felt like it was. Mm. Um, And it wasn't her being bitter as well. It was more just saying that they, like back in the days, they played with everything that they had as well, you know. And then when you see the game growing now, um, some people are just happy to be there mm. and some people are wanting to do more. And then that, that's hard to close that gap between, you know, being really grateful, or, you know, just really taking the piss out of it. Um, and that's just, you know, having respect for the past players. Obviously the game's changed, but it's, um, it's a team, it's a team sport and, mm. and that it's hard, you know, and that comes with like the buy-in as well. You know, some people are just happy to have that contract, um, and just kind of, you know, like just walk along where some people are ready to sprint um, and, and really take it to the next level and really grow the game for the next generation. So it's kind of just like hard to see that next generation coming in now and um not taking this opportunity for granted, mm. especially with the four teams coming in to NRLW. you got to find 120 girls in the lowest salary, uh, you know, the minimum of the salary cap is 30K. You know, you could have zero experience and you could get picked up by, you know, just getting your name vouched for and you got 30K. Um, and some people might just be happy to, you know, be there and, oh, I got the 30K or, you know, really be like, I'm so grateful for this opportunity. But obviously that's out of our control. Um, it's how the clubs come in and define those values and uh, really, you know, come back with education as well. Um, You know, setting a really good platform and um non-negotiables that come in to you know really educate the new girls that are coming in and especially with the well-being side of things um, preparing them you know for the season because there's a lot of trainings that you know happen or pre-season recovery a lot of commitment um, that comes with it um, and that's what i hope that we prepare for the new girls coming into NRW um that they have that kind of support and it's just you know doing the things that we can control and being a good leader for them, mm. I guess that's how we can change the game. And you know, acknowledge you know the past players and set their, you know high standard um, to create, to move the game in the right direction, to leave it in the hands of you know the next generation to keep building.
0: Mm. No, I love that because yeah. it, it's it's definitely something that you need to buy into is is the history history of the club. Um, but it doesn't matter what what club you're going to go to. If you're new, it's just your new local club, or you got signed by a club, and you're from New South Wales, and you're going to Queensland. Like, try and understand the history of that club, and the values and the traditions that they have as well. Speaking with um Dan McKellar last week was on the podcast. Like, talent is really good, and will get you, will probably get you a contract. But what you stand for as a person and values, and and if you buy into the the organization's values. Is something he's looking for so it's like well coaches are going to be looking for that so your talents only going to get you so far you, you also need to make sure that you're buying into the organization that you're going to being a good person and understanding just like we said the the history of the club and what, what that club stands for because it's it's really important and it's always cool when you, when you get to talk to other people and understand their stories from you know back in the day when they were playing or the different types of jerseys they were wearing the different colors and how much the organization has grown it's really awesome to see because you don't take it for for granted. You really appreciate the moment and what the club's doing for you because they're investing in you. Um, And and it's really good to give back to the club and also, you know, do the best job that you can for the club as well.
1: Yeah. I'm just coming in around like my my rugby career has been, you know, when it's starting to be established and, you know, moving into the right direction. So I've, you know, besides, you know, playing union um, and not getting paid, other than that, I've, come into you know nrw you know even if it was minimal payment it was still a payment um and it was the first you know really professional environment that i've been a part of um so like i'm grateful for that and not everyone's had that so i can't really sit here and be like oh, i've you know struggled or i haven't had the discrimination like the past players have had um and, that, and that's what I've got to take into consideration. To so now I only want to do better for them. and um, Just, you know, they've been heard. Like yeah. it's, it's not, you know, speak your story and then be like, oh, okay, well, thank you for that. Bye. Mm-hmm. Um, but in saying that I have a lot of passion for this game. It's, you know, saved my life. Um, you know, most people will be like, oh, that's so easy to say, but it really has, um, you know, um, I ended up being really good at it and, now I get to, you know, embrace that I'm good at something. Um, and it's brought me, like, long life rams mm. uh, that I thought that I'd never have and it's, like, put me in opportunities that I never thought they would come to, like, you know, myself. Um, and then just to be able to tick that off is, like, a success, um, you know. Uh, I don't think people understand the sacrifices you have to make, but it's those sacrifices that you had to put, you know, that you had to really sit down and be like, do I want to do this? Do I want to be a part of it? And I, I love challenges. Um, and that's another thing I'm just like, oh, I didn't know about myself. You know, when you try something, you're like, oh, my gosh, I completed that. Or oh, I did that. And now I want to get better at it. Um, and, yeah, so and that, and that's why I'm real grateful for the game. It's really put me in positions that I thought I'd never be. Um and without even knowing it, just inspiring, you know, girls that have been in my position for when I was like, you know, a little kid. Um, it's the little things that go a long way for a young kid, and I like without even knowing. It, it's just hard to believe sometimes um, mm. that your story can help, and oh, it's it's crazy. But um, I just don't like to take anything for granted. Really, um, life is way too short, and. If you can help someone out, like, if you can help someone out, whatever that may look like, um, you'll always feel good about it. Mm. And and it becomes contagious. You want to keep doing more. Um, and that's the tricky part. Like, you know, I've always wanted to help um, others, uh, whatever that may look like, but I know that I couldn't give everything. Mm. Um, but the little things help.
0: Mm. I think you're, you're, you're explained it really well. And it's it's also hard to explain sometimes when people haven't been involved with say a rugby union or rugby league club like it's mm. a pretty cool organization what if they do it right Some obviously some clubs you know aren't that good but majority of the time a rugby club is a really cool thing to be a part of and you get a sense of value and mm. you get to express yourself, you get to meet all works of life of people like just complete strangers and you're coming together, You know, 13 on the field, 15 on the field, doesn't matter. You're coming together then to play a very simple game that is really fun to play, you know, and it's it's just really cool. And if you haven't been involved with rugby or anything like that, then you know, go give it a go. Go be a volunteer or something, because there's just heaps of cool people involved in the game and you don't know what opportunities are gonna happen. Just like you said, you've you've been touched by rugby and just all these doors have opened you know which is really cool and you've met all these long life friends and and it's just really cool that you were able to express yourself out there on the field and um also you know just get all these different opportunities in your life as well
1: yeah no it's incredible like if i look back at like 10 years ago from you know how old am i 24 yeah when i was like 14 yeah when i started um yeah i was i was a lost kid you know um and that's okay to say, because like, I know I was. Like I used to think, uh, you know, um, you know, legit doing all the bad things, I used to think it was normal. Um, but now I know the differences and it would be a shame if I chose to, you know, the other option, knowing them right, I have got like a lot of help throughout rugby and, you know, being educated on, um, you know, what, what's what's wrong from right. Um or was it right from wrong? I don't know. But that, that was a... Um, as long right, as you're learning you and, I mean. and being a yeah. better
0: person, that's all that matters.
1: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was, it's helped in a long, long way. And I'm a lot clearer with what I want in life now. And I don't judge those that, you know, um, I'm still the same person. Just, you know, being a, well-educated through rugby. And that's why I'm also so grateful. But... Um, you know, I have friends that you know go down their own path, but I, I definitely do not judge. Um, it's a cruel world out there, but you can make it a positive world. But um, it's a, it takes one little thing to really, you know, to make your world go upside down. So I know not to judge, but to support, but to also know my limits um, and boundaries with certain things. So yeah, it's learning twenty four seven really.
0: Mm. just make sure you get you find some me time as well so you can switch that brain of yours off.
1: Yeah. And I know, as soon as my me time is either journaling or
0: a good net. Hi, everyone. We just want to take a quick break from this episode. We hope you're enjoying this episode so far and all the content we have produced. We appreciate all the support from our listeners and followers so far. If you haven't already, sign up to Elite Rugby SNC blog today. We provide free exclusive content every single week to our subscribers. You'll find our website link in our bio below. Remember to like, subscribe, and share Elite Rugby SNC on all social media platforms to all your family and friends. Thanks again for all your support, and now back to the episode. So you did you did do a bit of traveling last year. What makes a good roommate to room with, and what was a, a bad roommate to room with? You can uh, name names if you would like to.
1: So, um, well, I went traveling with Fui uh, and Ken, uh, Kennedy, yeah. Um, but at World Cup we didn't have any roomies. We actually had our own rooms. So, I mean, I didn't have a problem with that. But, um, no, that was good. But I would say for, like, a bad roomie, I, I snore. So my one's more like, oh, I feel sorry for them <laughs> um, kind of thing. Other than that, I'm, like, real chilled. oh. Um, like if they have their own side and they're a bit messy like that's that, that's what makes them comfortable and if that what makes them train hard and i guess play good then so be it mm. um as long as you keep to yourself um but in in my case i snore or i like breathe heavily so i'm like thirsty sis, snore because if you don't like i do and you might need earplugs or something or yeah. I, I I'll let you go to sleep first. <laughs> I'm very considerate because once I'm knocked out, I'm knocked out. And mm. the one thing that would bug me if it's like I didn't get a good sleep, that's why I'm not training now, or you know, and I'm like, mm. is that because of me? Or <laughs> mm. um, so yeah, I'm real chilled when it comes to that stuff. But my my biggest thing is um, I'm a snorer, so. If they snore too, then I'm, I'm blessed. But uh, if they don't, then that's a bit tricky. Yeah. yeah. But mo- most times they've been really good, but still it's, you know, it's the little things. Like I can't sleep with the light on. Some people can. Yeah, that's weird, sleeping with light on. That's, yeah. That's no, weird. I can't. I'm just like, no, I can't. I cannot do it. Hmm. So, yeah. I don't know. I'll, pro- I'll probably be in the top list for, like, um, that because of snoring. Okay. I reckon, but uh, other than that, or Easy. maybe laughing loud sometimes. I'm always I, I laugh a lot.
0: Okay, so you might hear a, a banging on the door. Be quiet, yeah. Shannon. I'm trying to sleep. Calm down.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Other than that, it's, it's all right, I guess.
0: Okay. Yeah. Easy done. So, state of origin. It's it's a one of a kind sporting event that everyone looks forward to in the rugby league world. I thought last year was probably the best women's rugby league game I've, I've ever watched. Like it was just a next level from the NRLW and it was just on point. Like it was just awesome to see H- how did you find that game? And how did you also find playing in front of a record crowd and also playing down here in Chile, Canberra as well? Cause it was a bit, a l- little bit cold compared to uh, up there in Queensland.
1: Yeah. I actually love Canberra weather. That's nice. It's refreshing. Like, I
0: don't
1: know. Most of the girls actually did, but I, we were all trying to prepare for the weather on the game night. Mm. Um, and it wasn't actually that cold. Well, maybe like watching it. I don't, I don't know. But I, a lot of us said we were sweating and Mm. that game was fast. That game was hectic. Um, the crowd was amazing. It was cool. But I, I was actually facing my own demons that whole camp last year. Um, I got injured um, just before I went into camp. So I had two weeks to turn it around. Um, like this knee was bendy. <laughs> like, I don't know, ligaments are so different. Like I popped out my knee before, but the comeback after that was, you know, it was a lot better. But I guess the ligaments, that was different. Um And so anyways, I had a two-week program and I didn't actually know where my knee was at because I just, um, the week before going into camp, I had to take all the swelling down, so that's when it happened. And they still chose me and they were like, we're just going to monitor you and um, you'll do a fitness testing in camp. And then I was like, okay, sweet as. Then I had a week to, you know, ice it. You know, I had to take work off Um, and then I went into camp and then we were doing, like, went straight back into, like, running, gym. I was getting thrashed and at the same time I was getting upset because I couldn't train with the team. Um, And then I thought I wasn't seeing any improvement and so I was breaking down a lot. And then the second week into camp, um, the game week, I was like, oh, I'm I'm doing single leg cops. It's feeling alright. Um, so that feels like good. Um, and then I was like, oh, I'm getting I'm getting improvements. So I started to get real excited. And then I did like a fitness. I was getting thrashed in conditioning. I was like, mate, like what the hell? Like, I was I was dying, like legit dying. And I came into the team run two days before, like just for like the captain's run. Oh, I think one training and a captain's run. And that's the only thing that I did with the team. And I was worried for like because I said, there's so much people that have faith in me right now. And I rang my brother the night before our game and I started crying and I was like, I think I have anxiety. I don't know what it is. And I, I was crying and he was like, hey, whoa, 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 what's going on? And I was like, there's so much people that have faith in me and, I've been getting treated every day. I've been taken to the gym every day. I've been on the field every day. Like, I don't know. Like, I actually don't know where I'm at. I haven't played in a while. Like, they have so much trust in me. I'm still starting. Like, you can feel it. And then he was just like, you've been here before. Back yourself. Like, he said, turn off your phone tomorrow. Like, do all your messages and calls tonight. You know, go go away. He was like, go have a good night's sleep. He's like, you've been here, you've done it before. You know? You, you know, you you're starting for a reason, a picture for a reason, you know. Just really back yourself. But he doesn't like to hear me cry. So he was just like, mm-hmm. okay, I've got to I've got to go now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, okay, okay. And then I got off the phone and I was like forcing myself to go to sleep. And eventually I did. I I said to one of my mates, I was like, Oh, can I have one of your anxiety pills? Maybe it might help me to go to sleep. <laughs> and uh, she gave me one, and then um, yeah, and then I woke up. I, I watch Netflix That's part of my um game prep. But like, I've got to be real chilled because I've got a lot of energy. Um, I've yeah, you people will be like Shan, you do not need pre-workout. But, mm. Yeah. Um. So I, I was just chilled. My legs, like we we get into the um, you know, changing rooms, and I'm like upside down in my changing room area, just watching my Netflix. And I was like, "I'm gonna stay chilled." And they're like, oh, "Yeah, all right." I was like, I'm "Sweet, I'm sweet." They're like, "Oh yeah, you know, we're warming up." soon. I was like, "Yeah, I just need to be chilled." I I like to save all of my energy. Um, and then once I like, ran out, all, all of it went. I was like, "It's not about me." It's about like, you know, my state, you know, my state's, you know, back in all of us. It's about my family that, you know, made a little bit of sacrifices for me to be here. It's all my team that, you know, really got me prepared for this moment. And you know, there's some girls that didn't get selected. Um, so I had a lot to play for. And I was just like, you know what, fuck it. If I get injured, I know that I went hard. Um mm-hmm. It happens in the game and I can't control it but what I can do is give it my all and then so I went out there and I was just like I don't care, tackle my legs, whatever and I just went out and I am not. I'm not playing for myself, I'm playing for a whole bunch of people that really believe in me and then I got through and then you know some people were like man that's one of the best games I've seen you play, it was crazy and then after that I was like yeah I, I do feel good I was like, I don't know, I got through it. Mm-hmm. I just did. And I was real grateful for it. But now it's so evident that when you do look after your body, you really take good care of it. Because I had a good STC, I had a good physio. I had great human beings around me. And then, you know, I was eating good. Um, but I know it came down to, like, you know, the little one percenters that I had to do. Like, if, if I wasn't getting physio, I was stretching. If I wasn't stretching, I was doing the gym. Like my, it was like a real like 12-hour day, 14-hour day. Any little time I had left, I was stretching. I was loosening up my legs and that was, and I was getting physio twice a day, massage twice a day. So it was a lot of work, but it paid off. I had two weeks to turn it around and I thought I was crazy. Like I was like, I don't know if I'm dreaming or if I really think I can pull this off, but yeah it was it was crazy because my results were you know
0: not good mm. it's, and, it's 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 crazy because that's the second time i've heard a story like yourself um the the other one was with kezzy apps i'm not too sure if it was um last or not last year before or it was pretty recent she was in a similar boat you know i think either it was a near ankle got it really bad playing NRLW and only had like 10 days to fix it to then play State of Origin. And it's just incredible to see you two just overcome that um, massive obstacle and then be able to play, not not just NRL, it's State of Origin. It's the best players from Australia playing against each other. It's not like it's just a normal club game. It's the elite of the elites. And to be able to do that is just incredible. And you probably look back at it now like thinking you're a bit crazy, but um, at least you know what you can do, and if you get the treatment and push yourself and trust the process, that's what the end outcome can be. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just it's just incredible to to hear and see that. It's a, it's awesome.
1: Yeah, it's definitely trusting the process. Like, there's a few times I'm like, you guys don't really know how my knee feels, and uh, like, and it's so, but uh, uh, you know, they're like, man, calm down. I calmed down and I was like, it's just no improvement. And you know, there was times so where I was just, I guess, expecting a miracle out of nowhere. But um you know, it was real crazy. I, I was real, really, really grateful for them. For not giving up. They were just like, mate, we wouldn't do this if we knew you weren't serious to get back on the field, you know. Um and like it, they give you a lot of responsibility as well. Um, they can tell when, you know, you haven't stretched or you haven't loosened up, they'll be like, don't expect me to treat you if you're not you know, do your own little stretches and stuff. And, and that comes with respect. Um, you know, you got to go home and do your homework, do the little things and, and they come take care of the rest. And I was real grateful and I'm, you know, not everyone has that, um, to come off injury, you know, that's kind of support. So, um just obviously not taking another thing for granted and, you know, giving back in the ways um, me giving back to them is doing my little one sentence mm. or me giving back is getting back on their field. And then they feel great about it. You know, they're just like, see, we can do it together. And it's teamwork. So, um, no, nah, but it was real evident. It was a real eye-opener for me um, just to know that to really stick to the programs that are set for you like, you'll come out like 10 times better as what you think, you know, you'll do on your own. Um, mm-hmm. And that comes with education around it, but I've experienced it, and, you know, when people used to get injured, I was like, oh, come, on. come on, man, we've got a game to play. Like, mm. <laughs> like it doesn't look that serious, and you know, when people did their fingers, I was like, hmm, just strap it, until I did two of mine, and I was like, no, oh, that was sore. Like, but um, it had to take me to get injured to kind of realize the mental battles that you go through and the physical battles and your you know, your body not being the same. Mm.
0: No, it's yeah. It it definitely sucks. It's it's part of sport, unfortunately, is getting injured and you know, just talking to yourself about this and then it just reminds me of um Tom Hooper as well from the Brumbies. We we spoke about this as well with his shoulder and unfortunately he did get hurt a few weeks ago. Like he just felt just you know sort of alone and just in a really bad mindset when when he did get injured and and same as yourself but you know that you do have that support network around you Um, a big thing for him was saying he didn't embrace um, being injured He, he was too positive too quickly and he was saying I really had to just you know sulk about it a bit you know and understand I am out this sucks I really need to acknowledge what's happening and then move on he just moved on straight away so I think that that was really cool to learn from that from himself, but also learn from you, from your story as well to, you know, it, it does suck. And if you do do the work, what's the worst that can happen? You actually get back quick and you play state of origin. You know, is that the, the like the worst thing that's going to happen? If you actually do the exercises and do the treatment and all that, like sweet, do it. Um, at least, you know, if you don't do the work, you wouldn't have had that opportunity to play and actually play for your state and play for your family as well. So um, thanks for sharing that story. It's awesome.
1: Yeah, that's okay. Um, yeah, it was good. When I first got injured, though, it was, I was real positive for the two weeks and then after that, my emotions really hit the road. Um, so that second time, like I obviously did my NCR in the first season and then... That second time was the patella on the same knee as well as the MCL. And that's when I thought it was crazy to go and, I guess, rehab for Origin. Um, but when I, you know, when I got injured in the first season, I kind of got felt like I got pushed to the side. Like it was, mm. you know, we were, it was early. I got um, injured in the second round. It was kind of like, who can we bring in next, Um, you know? like Who can we train up next? And it was hard to kind of use the same physios, you know, the the current players that needed the physio. Um, I was more like, had to go after hours or outside of, you know, our training times and then not having much people that were injured, which is a good thing. Um, mm. but I didn't have like an injury crew to like, really train with. So I had one person, um, but it wasn't consistent. So it was kind of the rest of the season and yeah, I didn't really have much guidance, I guess, like after it, um, until the opportunity of origin coming. So that's when I was able to get that support yeah. and transfer from the club to origin. Um, that's what I found a bit
0: frustrating. And that's where um, as the s coach, I can speak for s coaches because I am a coach, um, you have to make sure your rehab program is trying to get the best for the athlete to that go out there and perform again because if you're just keeping them to the side in the gym and they're not out there on the field, again, you can feel like you're, you're alone and you've just been pushed aside when you haven't. Like we're trying to do as much as we can and to get you back there as soon as possible. And if you can allow your athlete to do certain drills with the squad at, at a reduced you know, tempo and speed, do it. But make sure they're training right alongside the team so they can still feel part of the team. Get their warm-up with the team warm-up. Get them involved as much as you can because they're going to be back there pretty soon. And if they've missed out on some cr- uh, crucial information from that coach, they're going to be on the back foot, and they might not get selected just because of that reason you know so why what wouldn't you have them training alongside do as much as actual training that they can do and just integrate it with their rehab program as well. Um, it's something I've learned along the way and I think it's it's awesome when an athlete, um, when you give the athlete permission to go do that, they're like, really, can I go do that? Like, yeah, go, go, like go, go train with the team. It's, it's, it's what you are here for. So you really got to make sure that your rehab approach aligns with the team program and slowly allow your athlete to get back into training and do as much of training as they can while also doing your rehab program as well.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, it wasn't like that the first season. But, yeah, I 100% agree. Like, I don't know. But that's where you get, get to, like, write reviews. That, that was the first time, you know, Titans first came in mm-hmm. um, to the NRW space. Um, But I, what I can say is that every time we put a review in, they've always wanted to make the club better for the women's. It wasn't like we hear you and we're not going to do anything about it. It was like once they acknowledged it, um, they were like, damn, okay, we need to be better. Mm. Um, And that comes back with advice going back to the coaching staff or, you know, just as a club as a whole. um, I do know that they've made several changes from the first season to the second season. And um, obviously gone up and visit, uh, you know, Titans again um, and see the major changes that they have from last season to this year. This year, um, it's incredible to see the growth of it. So, I'm real happy that you know. Um, I guess they're making moves to like you know change for the women's game mm. um, to what it should be um, already. But just acknowledging that it, it is getting better, we mm. we want it. Um, we do understand, and if we can make it better, we would like that. You you know, the players help to you know, identify what we need to do better. Um, and that's what I respect the most. Uh, going back there visiting this year, I was like, wow. You know, because um, things take time. Mm. Well, you know, when we race, when we identify things for the women's game to get better, everyone said it, sh- they really do it with the men's like, they, they know, like, it should just be like that you know, for the women's, like, meaning, like, you know, the facilities and all that stuff. But as you think about it, the game is just starting to grow and it's just starting to get, like, implemented into, you know, it's new. So we can't expect, you know, to have everything all at once. If we do, like, perfect. Mm. But um, if we don't, it's all about building and it takes time and and it's okay to to show that it's building um you know and being patient and i get it like but as you look back at the men's history it it took them a long time to build to where they are now um and it's just moving as one i reckon it's just Mm -hmm. understanding the the different concept and why they can't have these things and how they can and you know um it's another thing to trust and process. it is frustrating, but at the same time, um we've gotta do what we can do in our control, and we've gotta just trust what they can do in their control and um just keep you know raising awareness of what we need to do to grow the women's game,
0: yeah, 100%. and for the clubs, mm. yeah. It works both ways, as you said, like you want to continue improving your product, which is what you can control, you know, NRL. Mm-hmm. You, you can control creating a really good spectacle for people to go watch, but it's really good for the clubs to make sure that they're reviewing their processes and, and what they have in place to then also build the product and give back to the team um, as well. Because if one's going up and one's going down, it just doesn't work. They need to work together to build a really good mm-hmm. product and improve it every year, which is great to hear that you know the titans and many other nrl clubs are slowly building the program as you said it takes time but you do want to see growth and we do want it to happen you know now um but you don't want it to happen too slow or um not happen at all yeah definitely Mm. so i don't want to keep you on too long because we we keep just getting really deep in these questions which which, which is awesome (laughs) like i'm not complaining at all but um, how does Queensland bounce back uh, this year in, in the state of Origin? What, what's the sort of the, the things you want to work on from last year?
1: Origin's like different, hey. It's hectic. Like it's a different type of rivalry. Like uh, I get real passionate about every other game. But I think it's just, it's a hard one because there's no NRW before Origin. It's origin before NRW this year, and it's like BMD, so it's. I guess it comes of selections. Um, you know, being in shape. Um, you know, meeting those standards of you know playing origin. I'm guessing it'll be a lot faster this year. Um, it's only going to get faster. Um, and then, you know, having I guess a plan put in place from the coaches to see you know getting a camping. Um getting a feel of who you're going to play next to. Uh, just getting together as a group and really grinding out um, for as long as we can. I'm not sure what it looks like, but it's, I guess the main thing is staying connected. Um, I can find them like an origin, especially when it was World Cup last year, You know, just trying to make the World Cup team, um, and that's the game to do it. Um, but I guess it's just working with each other and not fighting against each other. Um, staying connected because they are a rivalry, not each other. Um, it's probably something I picked up from last year, but yeah.
0: Do you do you think trying trying to bring that World Cup culture and and environment that you had from the Jillaroos to Queensland, but also put a different sort of spice to it? Do you think that's probably the way to go? Is trying to create that that a similar culture and environment that you had in the World Cup?
1: yeah definitely. I guess that comes back with like knowing the history as well. um who knows we might have new new players coming in as well, and uh it's just setting those standards as well um that's a huge thing um and just picking the right people to know that like, like 'cause origin's one of those games where don't stop walking unless you know you really can't walk mm. <laughs> um like if you're bleeding I don't know keep going wipe it off yeah, yeah it's like good you're bleeding it's, it's, yeah. Keep going. <laughs> yeah it's it's one of those ones like uh putting others before yourself mm. uh really like a team first mentality um it's, it's it's a different one like it's a different team environment but it's just really understanding those that you know have played before us that's a big thing that should really drive you to you know want to win it for your state mm. um and it's shit, you know, if you lose and people just like, oh, New South Wales. And I'm just like, yeah. oh. You know, that sticks with you for a whole year when you play one game. Mm. Um, so that that comes with another thing. Uh, yeah, it's just, mm. I don't know. But, I, but I'm excited for what's planned for it. Um,
0: I guess it's just going in there and just. I think it would be silly not to have three games soon. You know, like you'd, you'd you'd be quite silly not to, and having one in New South Wales, Queensland, and then if you have the third one in a, in a neutral state or somewhere, like you, you'd just be silly not to want to, um, you know, have that product out there because it was just like I said, it was awesome to see, and I think rugby union can learn a lot from that, and and I hope they are. So, yeah, you'd just be silly not to add two more games to to that because it's it's just awesome to see.
1: Yeah, I think it's two games this year. Um, not the three. No, but...
0: Sorry, my bad. But still, yeah. three games. Yeah. Like, come on. You're, you're not, you're, know. You don't just want to win, like have two games. The person who wins the first one still has the advantage or, or whatever. Whoever, whoever won it last year still has the advantage. Like you just want a neutral playing field, three games. Let's see who's the best.
1: Yeah, I don't know why they're doing two. But, yeah, um, other than that, it's a really great game to be a part of.
0: Yeah. All right, we'll see. We'll see if Queensland can bounce back this year and uh beat the dirty uh New South Wales um team there, you know? Hashtag go New yeah. South Wales though. Ah, uh,
1: Canberra,
0: we're we're surrounded by New <laughs> South Wales, so we sort of have to go for them, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I know, I didn't realise um Canberra wasn't too far from New South Wales.
0: Yeah, it's not we're, we're surrounded by them, you know. <laughs> so um, la- gosh, last year, few... sorry. Yeah, that's well, all right, it's pretty good. So how has strength conditioning training helped you to become a better rugby union and rugby league athlete?
1: Um, it's helped me a lot. Um obviously I've it it's a different one for me. Um I feel like I've been injured for ages, but really I haven't. Um but it was limited, you know, gym workouts. Um, but I have really always got flogged in conditioning. Um, but I kind of love that mental challenge. Like, um, I, like it feels good. Um, when I do conditioning, because I'm like I'm not letting down my teammates. Like they're working twice as hard. Like this is the least I can do. But in gym specifics, like I've always struggled with gym. Like, um, you know, when, when we do testing and stuff, I could remember the first time I was being a part of the Chiloroo's. Um training squad, and we were doing bench press, and I shit, you know, I was lifting like maybe just under fifty or fifty kilos, and everyone's like doing the seventy a, eh? and I was like, I can't, and then they're like, oh no, nah, surely you'll be good at squats, and I was like, <laughs> I swear it was like the six. It doesn't matter about like the weight, but itself, but I wasn't really strong in the gym. Mm. I've never really had been in they they look at my scores, the coaches, and I'm like, I'm a bit confused, like were you saw that day? And I was like, Oh, to, to be honest, like I uh, that's my weight, like <laughs> like mm. I can't heavier. Um and they're like, Well, wow, that's crazy, I guess. So their goal for me was to get stronger in the gym. Um, they said, Look what you like, look what you already produced. Like imagine if you just got in the gym and um stuff like that but i i've always just done like hit sessions like you a know, fit stop or like f forty five or something like i was really good at those but uh every time i got heavier i swear i would sweat more than doing a hit session like i don't know what it was but um yeah and so this year i've gone a lot better over the years probably by like five kilos but um <laughs> it's strong uh, five
0: kilos you know strong or yeah. muscle
1: yeah, so I've um made a like goal this year to get really good in the gym because a few years back I was like I don't wanna come last in conditioning so I really made an effort to um do well in conditioning. Um obviously that can always go better. I reckon I'm at a good um spot now for conditioning, but and like if I'm here I know I can get a lot better. So it's just obviously not getting complacent in that area but gym's probably a major goal for me this year and i'm um, just really understanding and doing right for like especially for my knee getting that mm. back to 100% um i know that goes a long way um and just the full body really um if i want to the longer i want to play the better it would be if i, you know, it really look after my body and keep it in good shape mm. um, i reckon that's important
0: yeah yeah 100% like just just like you said you need you need to follow you know that proper strength program and you'll actually be surprised how actually challenging it is compared to doing you know a hit yeah. type of workout which won't really benefit you too much for for rugby unfortunately because you're you're already doing high intensity stuff there out in the field so in the gym it needs to be yeah. a little bit different but a, a, another point you made is or you will put on a little bit of weight when you're doing the gym but mm-hmm. don't see it as like oh I'm getting big see it as you're protecting your muscles and your joints because you are playing mm-hmm. a really Contact sport and the hits are only going to get harder. Unfortunately, yeah. as as you go up the grades, they get harder. They hit harder at these younger kids coming through, they're getting stronger. So, you got to make sure that you can withstand yeah. that week in and week out, but also over a long period of time as well. Like you said, you're only 24 and you've got a, a lot of rugby left in you. So, you want to be able to mm-hmm. take care of your body and put yourself in the best possible position to go out there and perform, you know. Tom Brady didn't play until he was what 46, 47 by not doing any strength conditioning program. He worked yeah. his ass wow. off. So there's plenty of good stories out there who have bought into a strength conditioning program and done it well. But don't let it be the be-all and end all because, you know, as you said, Shannon, you're really good out in the field and strength conditioning is going to help that. Don't just be yeah. really. Don't be really good in the gym and there's shit down the field. You know? No, doesn't, no, doesn't that's what like I was. That.
1: Yeah, but, no, that's what I was saying. I was like, oh, you know, the upside of thing is, I like, yeah. could be real shit in there. And, <laughs> um, but no, that, that's what I remind myself too. But I, I guess that could be like another one percent that I could put in and put a lot more effort in, mm. um, to the gym because it does, it does like work and it does feel good. I'm not, I don't really care too much about like the, the amount of weight like mm. that people lift but as long as i'm doing my best and doing better than before mm. um i think that's my thing because look i should be able to lift more than 50 kilos bench press mm. but as a, I, I but um no i guess that that's just my um my competitive side it's just like oh mm. that really holds me but no, um, I guess that's where I can put more effort into uh, mm. something that I lack. Mm.
0: No, that's awesome. Yeah. So a a segment with, that we do on here is is triple H, and I think we already sort of answered most of the triple H's. So like the heart, the first H is hardship, and would you say that hardship is is probably what you experienced last year with you know your your injuries and just sort of uncertainty going into state of origin and. Just anxiety going all over the shop there. And would you say that was, was your hardship, you think?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, that was the biggest one. I've definitely gone through a lot of hard stuff in my life, but that one was different. Um yeah. I loved painfully. And when that got taken away from me, uh, I was like, damn and it's so easy to feel alone, like properly alone. Like I know I had support, um, but it was just like the feeling of going through it and your body changing. Mm. That was the scary thing and not being able to come back and performing again. um, That was a challenge that I had to overcome. But now I've experienced it. I know it comes with the game and I've took lessons from it. And obviously one of them is sticking to the strength and conditioning program and uh, comes with eating as well. But um, just looking after my body, that's the big thing. Um, you know what it comes when playing football games, Mm. Um, preparing yourself to the best that you can. And if you're not, you're going to get that outcome. Um, But you could get unlucky. But, yeah, uh, no, that was definitely my one. But, um, yeah, I'm not saying it will get easier if it happens again, but I just know what to expect um, and how to deal with things better
0: yeah that's good that's a good hard um good learning experience from the hardship and i think a lot of people will resonate with that and sort mm-hmm. of also just think to themselves it's, it's not just me someone else has, has gone through that and it's really good to hear mm-hmm. when when someone else talks about it as well because you just like you said you feel like you're alone when you're not so there are people who've gone through similar you know hardships It might not be the same situation you're going through but at least someone is out there who can share their story or just be someone to listen to and and share some advice as well so um thanks for you know sharing that and it's it's good that you got some lessons out of it as well yeah no no problem (laughs) Mm. next one is hero who is a hero and why is this person or multiple people your hero oh this one
1: might be like a cliche one but no um I would say, uh, yeah, I would say my brother would be my hero. Um, He doesn't really, like, know it. He knows that I love him very much. Mm. But uh, he's always believed in me and that's a big thing. Like, and never left my side. I'm getting emotional saying this because. That's right. Yeah, it's. It's, it's easy to be there and have faith in someone for a shorter period of time, but, um, man, that guy has seen me through all my ups and downs and um, just every little movement that I've been through, like, all you know, that goes with all the bad times and um, stuff that's not, like, fully related. Just being by my side throughout it all. Um, that's that's someone who like that's that's my hero. That's that's someone that keeps me driven, um, yeah. and giving me a big purpose in my life. because, um, my you know, my father passed away when I was young and I didn't really have that father figure, but um he always told me to not be ashamed of like who I am and what I had. I might not have everything. Um but he just always, you know. Humbled me real quick. He, you know, he always made sure I was just staying true to myself, and that that's what I appreciate because it's easier to lose yourself in this world um, and surround yourself with people that you think that's good for you, but it's not. Um, but he's never left my side, and it's it's easier for people come and go in your life, and I expect that you know, like mm. happens. People grow, and um, you you grow yourself, and you know that comes. So. But it, it would be him and uh, someone else that I look up to is Richie McCall. I kind of like um, everything that he's. That's a typical
0: New Zealand answer, right there. Yeah,
1: <laughs> uh, no, like I was just like, oh my gosh! But everything that he did, like mm. it was crazy. And he, he said, you know, when he got offered the captaincy, um, and he just didn't think he was, you know, mm. good for it. And he he was quiet. Um, I'm not saying that I'm quiet, but like <laughs> um, he had a it different it way of. Doing things, and I don't know. It was inspiring. I, I don't think I've. I don't really know much players, like because uh, you know when you play footy you don't really watch it as much and stuff like that. But um, I, I remember uh, like a, a tough time in my life, and I watched this documentary. I was like, holy crap! I was like, this is wow, well, inspirational, and mm. you know, I felt like going for those long runs, <laughs> and then, mm. um, you know, I was just like, man, like it was the passion that he had for it but like he was so competitive and then got told he was too small and then you know and then i liked how he ripped down his goals um and he just stuck by it and and that's the one thing that i've like written down i was like oh yeah, yeah and i liked how this was that the greatest all black um that was the one thing that, that i loved and i don't know he just i don't know kept at it there was just one thing in his mind that just you know just Bang, mm. bang, 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 and I don't know. He always took challenges um, head on, and he wasn't scared. You know,
0: mm. no, um, he's, he's but, definitely probably yeah. one of, one of the best captains that you'll ever see play any sport at any level. And if you haven't read much or watched anything about him like go you know just watch some old games or old post-match interviews go watch the documentaries there's plenty of books out there as well about the all blacks and his name will get mentioned and to be able to lead one of the best sporting teams ever to be in existence it hurts me to say that as a wallaby supporter but they've been so successful for so long and there's a reason why and to be a captain of the all blacks is just a phenomenal privilege to have and he did it so well for so long um and got so so many victories against the Wallabies as well which sort of sucks but oh
1: <laughs> no yeah he's amazing
0: but um yeah hmm.
1: and I don't really say like you know um when when people play rugby it's just like oh you know cool but uh, I found him like amazing like hmm. hopefully I meet him one day but he'll probably be like no
0: <laughs> he, he's going to be like, oh wow, was that Shannon?
1: Yeah, and, wow. uh, I wish, but uh, mm. no, nah, cool. teach me how to fly the planes and whatnot.
0: He might be prime minister one day. Who knows?
1: Yeah, man,
0: no, he's incredible,
1: but he's he's cool as um. I've even got a book like on my on my
0: drawer.
1: This gives me like a reminder, like you know, mm.
0: keep being great. Mm. That's awesome. Um, what is a highlight that stands out so far in your rugby career?
1: Oh, I don't know. Um it all happened so fast. Like I would say all of it. I don't know how to say that, but um everything was a dream mm. And that becomes of like starting and then being able to maintain that starting spot and then being able to make the next level. Um but the one thing that I always wanted to do was stay true to myself throughout it all. Um mm. So I guess the highlight of it all is growing over the years. Um, We're playing in different teams and gaining the values from it and applying them to my daily life. And um, just being able to be a part of those teams um, is an achievement. So I guess that's my highlight throughout my rugby career is just, you know, just looking back the young girl that I was and then writing down the goals and making them become true, mm. um, that's that's the best thing that I could look back on and be like, holy crap, I did it, um, mm. and be proud of it and be confident about it and not saying that, oh, my gosh, I played this on the man. It's just like, damn, luck!" Like, I wrote it down. I went and trained hard. And then along there I made some, like, really cool friends. I got some help along the way. I grew As a person, and now I get to say, you know, I played those teams, and I don't know, hopefully tell my kids one day. So, Mm. um, yeah, I guess rugby in general is the highlight.
0: Mm. Shout out to rugby, eh? It's awesome. Yeah. So, last couple of questions. If you could only give one or two points of advice for rugby athletes out there, what would you say?
1: Um, one of them I like because uh, I hold it to myself is like like take opportunity with two hands because um, you might not get that opportunity again and there's several other, um, you know, females and males that would love to have that opportunity. Um, so that would be one. And I guess two is just really listen to your mind and body. Um, most people most people, won't take the time away Um you know, for example, for their mental health um and to take that courage to step down from a game or you know not going to training um for it, instead, they pressure themselves and you know feel like they have to be there um I guess for myself is just like really listening to your to yourself, your mind and your body' because if you put yourself first, you're actually taking care of the team um and there's no point going to a team activity or to training or to a, or playing a game when you're not mentally right or physically right. Um, I guess it's just taking that courage to really stand up for yourself. Because um, at the end of the day, you have to really look after yourself in order to play um, a long career. Um, and that comes with a lot of respect from your teammates um, and maturity to understand um, what comes with the game. Um, and if people don't out out, like if the other people don't understand then it's a shame that we actually haven't educated them on you know well-being and the mental health side of things because Mm -hmm. I feel like that's important and and it's really hard for players um, to step away Um, I really think that that should be educated a lot more into the you know rugby teams Um, it's okay to step away for a
0: little bit Mm, 100 percent, I totally agree like you got to make sure that you're putting the best foot forward, which is putting yourself forward. And if you can't take care of yourself, no one else is going to. So make sure that you're a priority in your eyes. And um, because if you want to help the team, you got to be able to, you know, take care of yourself as well. I think that's really important. It's a great point that you mentioned. Yeah. Mm. So who should be my next guest on the podcast? Is there any old or current teammates that you think should uh, jump on for a chat?
1: Well, it depends who you want, like from rugby union
0: or oh, we're, we're, rugby league. We're both rugby union and rugby league friendly here. All all our programs yeah. that we sell, it's it's for both because, um, you know we have we've had experience in both worlds, and it's rugby. You know, it's a broad term. Most people, when we say rugby, obviously it's rugby union, but it's a broad world yeah. where we 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 enjoy both sports, and it's um it can be anyone from um both rugby union or league.
1: No, that's cool. Um, if you haven't already, like I really love to hear like Samama Telfer. Um, if you haven't reached out to her, she's she's obviously been in that time space where um, you know, before NRLW got big, um she's been part of the game for, you know, a very long time and um you know, like she's obviously someone that I've looked up to, so it's really cool to hear her, you know, story and her inside of her football career. Um or Kennedy uh I'm not sure if you've reached out to her but uh she's a very bubbly person that that girl but um I love her passion for the game and yeah she she loves she loves the podcast stuff so
0: yeah all right I'll definitely um shout out to them and um see if they want to join me and if I can't get them along I'll definitely ask you to reach out for them and, and get them along as well and who knows R- Richard McCall might actually listen to this episode and, and might want to jump on and talk to yourself who knows
1: I mean, I hope so. That'll be cool. I mean, I'm not sure if I'll be able to talk, but yeah, nah. I've always had that like dream that, like, you know, pretend that he was like my really close friend and I could just go chill with him and just ask him for advice. Um, but yeah, no, nah, I'm dreaming.
0: All right. We'll try and get Uncle Richie on here as well. Yeah, that'll be cool. No. Yeah. Um, so where where can listeners find you on social media if they do want to reach out and connect with you or just um keep up to date with what's going on in your life? Uh, my main one is, um, just
1: the Instagram. So that's uh, Shadow muscle 21. (laughs) Um, yeah, no, it it would just be the Instagram. Um, I normally keep like my messenger. So I for like my family, it keeps it like separate. Mm. Um, but yeah. That's probably
0: the main one. Yeah. Sweet. I'll put your handle down in the in, in the show notes so people can uh, keep up to date what's going on and stay um, connected as well. So, thanks for joining me today. It's it's been awesome. Um, I probably didn't expect you to go in so much detail, you know. And it's it's really cool to really understand what's going on um, from elite prof- uh, rugby athlete and to share you know, for you to share your story with me and then for me to share it on the podcast is awesome. And I think it's going to resonate with a lot of athletes out there and um it might even start a conversation between two people as well so thank you very much for, for joining me today it's been awesome and all the best for the 2023 um NRLW season um state of origin and and everything else that that comes along in your rugby career oh
1: well, thank you so much for having me um and you know listening to me for a long time <laughs>
0: Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Elite Rugby SNC Podcast. Remember to like, subscribe, and rate Elite Rugby SNC on Spotify and YouTube, and make sure you follow us on Instagram. Sign up to Come A Beast via the link in the description or via Instagram page. Also, don't wait, make that good decision and join Elite Rugby SNC today and take your game to the next level.